mama, welcome. Pull up a seat and join me in one of the most difficult conversations that we can possibly have. The loss of our children. United in this very uncomfortable motherhood as we come to understand what it means for our children to be swaddled in the stars when we want so badly for them to be in our arms. We're going to chat about grief, about joy, and about chasing rainbows, and I am honored to walk by your side. (laughs) All right. Hey, Kim. How are you today? Hey, Jennifer. Good morning. Good morning. I'm good. How are you? Good. Thank you so much for getting together and doing this little podcast with me. I'm so excited to hear your story. Um, Thank you. Can you tell us just a little bit about who you are? I know I just stumbled upon you through Facebook, (laughs) but I'd love to know who you are. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm um, I'm a mom um, of seven and eight. Well, counting Rory, that's eight. My daughter who's in heaven. And um, I'm an artist. Uh, I went to the Savannah College of Art and Design um, and got my degree in children's book illustration. Oh, wow. So um, been kind of doing that uh, off and on. But my first book I wrote was in honor of my daughter. Um, I lost her April 17, 2005. And it took me 12 years to get it published just because I put it in the back burner. And um, I, I think it makes sense to a lot of people when you're trying to not only just create something, but um, also, how do you honor that person? And to honor that person, you want to make it so special. Um, and I'm a perfectionist, so <laughs> it took 12 years, but um, I'm blessed that, you know, that, that I was able to get a book out and it honors her memory. Um, but the biggest thing was when I lost, <clears throat> excuse me, when I lost her, um, my son was almost two years old and they really didn't have a lot of books out there. You know, uh, there were some, they gave us one at the hospital and it was a sad book about bunnies. <laughs> and it just it seemed like a for a fifth or sixth grader and I said oh, well my God. son's two and he's not really understanding this and so um one night uh I don't know it was a couple maybe four months later I, God just woke me up in the night I went into the bathroom and I had a piece of paper and I started writing the book <laughs> which sounds odd but I, I wrote it out in one draft and and after that you know just started working on the artwork so um yeah that's how the book came about that is beautiful. That is beautiful. And I'm so excited to hear more. Um, I have so many questions about the book. I did stumble upon that. I can't remember if that's the first thing I noticed um, from the Facebook group where I found you. But um, in part two, I definitely want to hear a little bit more insight into the story. I've already decided um, I have it tabbed on my Etsy account. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I am currently doing a fundraiser for Swaddled in the Stars, and it's like a little envelope board project. So people have been purchasing envelopes, and in each envelope is um, just a little price, but a couple of the envelopes have, um, not IOUs exactly, but a few, <laughs> a few follow-ups where I'm, I'm planning to send them um, some books, one of them being yours, and I'm really excited. Oh, thank um, you. I'm going to be honest, I haven't had the chance to read it yet um but just hearing about it through the post and the 
and the Etsy. I just, I think the concept already is incredible. And I am so excited to hear more about that in part two. Can you tell us a little okay. bit about Rory? So you're, you said a mom of eight, where does Rory fall into that? Mm -hmm. Where did the name Rory come yeah. from? Can you just share her a little mm -hmm. bit with us? <laughs> um, well, she is number, <clears throat> she's number two. Um, so it makes it a little complicated because I have a blended family right now, but she's number two. I had my first son, Quincy, and he was 21 months old when she was born. Um, so he was really little. He was just shy of being two. Um, and then her name was actually uh, my favorite movie. Well, one of my favorite movies was Sleeping Beauty. And of course, the princess's name is Aurora. Oh, my God. So, I just always thought that was such a pretty name. And I said, I need to have a daughter that has that name. And so that's, she was my first daughter. So um, she got to have her name's Aurora Sydney. So I just always thought that was a pretty, pretty name. That is very pretty. Um, Thank you. And not that it matters at all, but how far along or where, where did Rory's um, living journey end? She, um, it's kind of, there's a whole lot of stuff. Uh, being a writer, um, I'm just thinking back and I don't know how, how long we have to talk. Would you just let me know <laughs> if I okay. go over too long? Um, but I, I'm an adopted, I'm adopted and I found my adopted family when I was um, 27 or 28. Okay. <clears throat> and we eventually went over to Korea. And so Rory was actually in my, she was eight months, eight weeks old in my stomach when I went wow. to go visit my birth family to see my my birth mother and my birth sisters and my birth birth brothers. So that's an interesting part of her journey. Um, and then we came back um, and she was actually full term. Um, her due date was April 16th and I'd had contractions, but um, she had, she, I went to the hospital and she hadn't been moving. Wow. Um, and they found out that she had probably died that morning. So um, that's, that's, childbirth is hard, but when you know that the end result will be very different than what you expected, it's, mm -hmm. it's even harder. Um, so uh, she came into the world a day after her due date um, and we got to hold her, we got to look at her, got, got to put her little, little cap on that we had picked out for her. Um, so she was, yeah, she was just a day past her due date. So mm -hmm. she was just perfectly beautiful. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So I'm just, I'm always, not surprised, I'm always encouraged by mamas who really honor and cherish. It can be so easy, especially in our culture, just the perspective of life and death and, and families, um, family's ability or inability to respond to the children that we lose. And it, it's just always encouraging for mamas who really really make the effort to keep their child alive and share them with the world. And I love, I love that you use your gifts and talents to be able to do that through story. Um, just within your home, how are you able to share Rory with your family? Well, um, I, I, I had, uh, I had another daughter after Rory. Um, and then I had another son and unfortunately I got a divorce. It was a, a long situation that was pretty hard. I had an abusive ex-husband. So um, I was single for a while. And then I got remarried and um, he had three daughters. <laughs> so um, my, 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 my daughter, you know, she really missed Rory and she really wanted sisters and God definitely blessed her with 
three more. <laughs> so she got three extra sisters um, as stepsisters. And then we had another son, um, my husband and I now, we had a son named Zach. So we technically on earth have seven and one in heaven. So we've got quite a full <laughs> package of children. And I really appreciate my, uh, my, my husband and my stepdaughters because <clears throat> I met him in February and in April, her birthday, you know, her birthday came about and um, we did what we usually do. We get you know, balloons and a cake. And we sang happy birthday because we call, we call it her happy birthday in heaven. And they, they were there, they were on board with it. Didn't think it was weird. I mean, you know, the young, young, youngest one was eight. So it was kind of like, well, okay, explain this a little bit more to me. Cause yeah. you know, um, it's a new thing. And I think even adults kind of looked at us funny, but I think what they can take away from that is just the honoring of someone's life, no matter how long or how short it is. And that's what we were trying to, to, to memorialize, you know, that she did have a life on this earth and she, she does still have um, an impact. That is beautiful. Um, yeah. Cakes and balloons. I, I think, I think it's powerful to celebrate them. Yeah. Um, and I know some moms listening don't necessarily always know how to do that. So first of all, thank you for sharing how your family does that. I know that people grieve and process very differently, um, Different. you know, and I just think it's so beautiful that you share Rory with your kids because it helps, it helps keep her alive in a beautiful way. And it also gives them a unique opportunity to learn how to love in new ways and learn just the sanctity and value of life, um, that yes. it's not overlooked and that it's not overshadowed. Um, and that Rory's story can impact and change hearts. Like you said, like the eight-year-old just asking questions, you've, you've given them the opportunity to ponder and to wonder. Um, and yeah. that's just such a beautiful thing. And loss is okay to talk about. Uh, that's one of the healthiest things when people would ask me how I was doing and, and things like that um, after she, you know, after we lost her. It was so important because I did have friends and coworkers that they would come up to me, give me a hug. Oh, hey. And they never mentioned her at all. And that's one thing I would advise anybody, period. That person wants to be able to, they may not want it or may not be comfortable talking, but if you give them at least the opportunity, that really helps. Because if you just keep silent about it, it makes the wound so much, so much bigger, I think. I, I definitely agree with that. I think, um, yeah, I think it's healing not only for us as mamas, I, I just, again, I know um, a lot of the moms who, who just struggle so much in their journey is because they feel alone, whether that's, you know, someone is distant as a friendship that doesn't react or respond or send flowers mm -hmm. or do anything, let alone parents who don't acknowledge the loss of their grandchildren um, even down to spouses or, you know, boyfriends or whatever it might be that don't acknowledge the loss of their own children. And so to have established her within your family and social circles, uh, not only through conversation, but again, bringing her to the world through story. It, I mean, it's such, it's such a gift. And I just want to thank you so much for sharing her with us today. Um, thank you. I, appreciate the advice you give and the witness you can share with the moms listening um, to know how empowering it is to bring your child alive 
and how how joyful it can be right it doesn't it doesn't have to be sad all the time um how do you how do you navigate through the joy and sadness in your own story um well i'll tell you about last year for her her 16th birthday um, I was invited to a hiking trip and I almost didn't go. It was a group of ladies from our church um, because it was around her birthday. And I always feel kind of um, protective of that date because I, I want to be able to grieve. And sometimes I cry and sometimes I don't, but usually I do. <laughs> um, but I was going on a hiking trip and it was a very long hiking trip with, with the ladies. And so what I decided to do was I painted 16 rocks um, and I painted a butterfly on each one. And um, as I went on the hiking trip, I left them, um, you know, on the hike. And they said, in memory of Aurora Sydney, um, you know, on each one. So whoever happened to find them, that gave them a little joy for that day. Um, so, you know, her loss can still be something that inspires other people, um, you know, to love the loved ones that they have, to remember the loved ones they've lost. Um, so, and, and her symbol um, that I have is a butterfly. I just always think of her. I think about butterflies. So that's why, you know, of course the book's named Butterflies for Rory. Yeah. So um, that was a way for me to honor her and remember. Wow. Incredible. Thank you so much for sharing, Kim. I, You're welcome. I'm so appreciative of your time. And we are going to head over to part two, um, where you can tell us a little bit more about the story and what, you know, inspired that. You just mentioned butterflies. I'd love to know um, what inspires butterflies in Aurora's um, story and you know how that came to be and I'd also just be encouraged to hear other ways in which you share her with the world so for those of you listening if you want to head over I will include the patreon link below um, and you can follow us over there Kim thank you so much thank you